place right wherever you are won't you just join with somebody and just pray Amen. Just at least two or maybe three of you together if you can just begin to just pray amen the bible says two or three amen okay some of you are four it's okay it's fine amen just pray pray for that person you don't have to know everything that is happening we just pray that God will begin to just minister, minister to them that their hearts will be open to receive the word of God, that you do not know what they've come into the house with and what they trust in God to do this morning. But I want you to just take a moment and pray for the people that is in that group with you right now and say, Lord, we are, I am trusting you that you would speak to them you would speak to them by the power of your spirit. They would not leave this place without receiving a word from you, without having an encounter with you, without experiencing your power, your grace, your anointing upon their lives. That we believe that there's an anointing.
today that heaven will be just open. The heavens will just be open over their lives. Just minister to them. Minister to them by your spirit. Move, move, move. Hallelujah. 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 this morning that there will just be an open heaven over the lives of your sons and daughters a place of oh God where you speak a place where your heart is revealed father we pray today that there will be no struggles in their lives that I pray today that there will just be the peace and the shalom of God over their lives that they will be surrounded by the love of the Heavenly Father, that they would experience the power of your Holy Spirit that is there to touch, change, deliver, set free, O oh God. I bless you, we bless you, we bless you in this place. We bless you in this place, O oh God. Just begin to minister by your Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The book of Matthew chapter 21 verse 28 it says, What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. And he went to the first and he said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. And the son replied and says, I will not. But later he changed his mind and he went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. And his son answered and says, I will go. But he did not go. Which of the two, uh, which of the two did what the father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said, truly I say to you, the tax collectors, 
the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not uh, repent and believe. Amen. This is a parable that Jesus was sharing. And the parable really focuses on two elements, the two sons. One said, I will go, but didn't go. The second one says, I won't go. Or the first one said, I won't go, but went. The second one says, I will go, but did not go. How many times have we done or responded the same way? How many times we have said we are going to do certain things and we did not? How many times we didn't follow through with what we promised God we were going to do? And how many times have we changed our mind about things of God? The Bible says this. He says, only when you repent and believe, then you will begin to experience what God has in store for us. I want to challenge you today. Is there areas of your life that you haven't fully come into? Areas of blessing, areas of the favor of God, because you are not doing what you said God you're going to do. Amen. And what he was, the whole parable was, is that those, they are both sons in the house, but they both responded differently. Amen. You are sons in the house of Potter's house. How are you responding when you hear the word of the Lord? Are you saying, I will do it and don't? Are you saying, I won't do it? And sometimes with reluctance, we are doing it. But I pray today, we will become sons in the house that will say, whatever you instruct us to do, Lord, I will do it. Because I know whatever God says for us to do, when we do it, there's a breakthrough in our lives. There's a breakthrough in our lives. So Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We are grateful for who you are. We are grateful for what you are doing. And Father, we do not want others to enter in before us when we've had the opportunity to enter in first. Father, I pray today, may we hear the voice of God and be obedient to it. So, oh God, speak to us. Minister to us. Pour out your spirit upon us. I pray today, let us have a fresh encounter with you. This we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. and amen. 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 Won't you just turn around, greet somebody, tell him it's good to see them here this morning. Welcome to all of you. Let us worship God together. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. We are to praise our master, our king right now. Come on, he's the God of the breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah, we're going to praise him and we're going to glorify Oh, you are, you are the undefeated one. My life and my salvation, when the wicked 
my foes came upon me Eat up my face They stumbled and fell Come on, Cortisols, yeah This is our morning Our season right now Omnipotent Omnipotent Almighty Defender Defender My victory My refuge The one I run to Defeated one, my life and my salvation. When the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me, heat of my face, this trouble and fell. Hallelujah! We declaring this morning, omnipotent, almighty God. Oh, omnipotent, almighty defender, my victory, my refuge, the one I run. Yeah, breakthrough in my soul, 
that he's the God of your breakthrough. Each and every one of you right now, come on and declare his breakthrough in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. When I'm weak, when I'm struggling right now, God is breaking through. You got to believe it this morning. Come on, let's declare. Yeah, yeah, come on. We say breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, in my weakness, in my struggle. in our struggle oh he's with us amen come on put our hands together in every season oh god you're moving and you're not stopping oh god oh we give you glory god i give you
Come on, this morning, right now, we're going to declare that our breakthrough is coming. Amen. Oh, it's a new season. It's a new day. We know that the best is yet to come. But you got to get it in your spirit that God is doing something. Amen. If he said it, he will do it. Come on. I know. Promise that it won't stop. What is house? 
everybody right now. Come on, I know. What is out? Let's go. Something's about to happen right now. 
I can't explain this mighty move, oh God. But I sense the Master's presence right now. Oh, Shimande. Right now, I, I sense the master's presence. Come on, you believe that something, something is about to happen. For signs and wonders, signs and wonders are in the master's presence. Come on, Porter's house right now. Something, yeah, something, hey, is about to happen. I can't explain it, Lord. It's about to happen For signs and wonders For signs and wonders Yeah Are in the master's presence Sing it Oh Oh I see his glory And oh Lord Oh I sense his power I sense his power This right now Lord, we said something is about to happen. We can't explain it, Lord. I can't explain it. I sense the master's breath. Over your home and family, something, something in your job, in your schooling right now. Come on. For signs and wonders are in the master's breath. I see. 
see his glory. We sense his power. Oh, I sense his power. This is your moment right now. This is my moment. This is my turn. Come on, all over this place. seated just while we're in the attitude of prayer. Yesterday when we were in our men's fellowship, uh, I shared with uh, I shared with the men that I believe that even as a church we are in a space where God is really pouring out 
really a fresh anointing over the house and over us as a people. Now don't ever, ever take for granted the very tangible presence of God that we sense in the place. It's not always in every church that the same thing happens. But when this happens, I've been in church for over 45 years. I know something. When God moves, there's something, there's a reason why God moves. There's a reason why God is in this time. You know, we, the church has been around for 23 years. But the weight of what I sense God doing in the past few weeks is evidence that there is more that God wants to do in the lives of people. God doesn't just show up because he wants to show off. God shows up so that he can change somebody's life. God shows up so that somebody can begin to experience him in such a tangible way. You know? And I, I, I believe this is something, it's about how we respond when God shows up that is of uttermost importance. What does it mean? When God shows up, there is healings that take place. There's changing of hearts. There's changing of lives. There are fresh anointings that are poured out. But it takes you and I to learn in that moment how to engage God. It's learn how it doesn't matter about everybody else. You've got to think and believe that God showed up just for me. And you cannot say, God, just show up. After a while, God doesn't start showing up. Because you, you, you know when you go to visit people and you know you're not welcome, what you do? You don't keep visiting. Right? But I believe there's an anointing in this place because God has seen the hunger of the people. God has seen if you had hunger and thirst after righteousness, God says you will be filled. And I'm here to say, you, to, say to you today, when we sang the song, this is my moment, this is my turnaround, there's a version of yourself that you have not yet seen. There's a dimension of living in faith. There's a dimension of Christian living. There's a dimension of what you would experience God even on your job, in your workplace, in your home that you have not yet understood. There's a joy that is yet to be unveiled over your life. There's a peace that is yet to be well, be, begin to be bestowed upon you. But the, the challenge is that you got to begin to come to that place where you say, God, I want you to enter in. I want you to, to, to say, this is my moment. This is my turnaround. This is the moment where God, and I believe that God is doing great works in this place. Amen. And I want you to get comfortable being in the presence of God. That means 
when the spirit of the Lord moves upon your life and you want to step out of your chair and you want to worship God, worship God. If you feel a need to just come to the front and just come before God and just allow God to minister to you, do that. But don't go out of this place feeling a prompting and saying it's not in order. I want us to get to that place where we, where there's a deep engaging with God. And I believe something great is going to happen out of that, that time. Amen? Amen? So I, I, I want to just uh, give you that opportunity just to, to, to really engage with God. This allow God to just minister into your life. Amen? You don't have to go home with the same hurt that you came in with. You don't have to go home the same, with the same concerns and the same burdens that you came in with. That defeats the purpose of coming to church. If we believe there's such a tangible presence of God in this place, then we've got to believe it's for a reason. And the reason is you. When God shows up, he doesn't show up just, to, uh, just so that people feel good. God shows up so that you can encounter him. Amen. There's many of things that you trust in God for. But those things are only possible in the very tangible presence of God. Amen. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Some of you are standing. You are here in this place, but you're trusting God for your family. We know... Dominic is in hospital, the son of Mayan and Carissa. And we trust in God that God will begin to touch him right now. And God will begin to heal him. There are some praise reports of what God has been doing already in this house. Amen. We, we thank God that Cookie is in the house today. God has touched her and healed her. All the tests have come clear. Amen. That's the hand of God. Amen. We thank God for his hand upon Ivan that had a, a lens replacement in his eye and God is touching and healing him. And Amen. God, God's got you. If, if, if anything, that's evidence that God's got you. Amen. Your life is getting better. Things that you thought that was there is, God is saying, I'm removing it to show you that I'm at work in your life. Amen. I shared on Wednesday that uh, uh, with the church that my, my brother-in-law that had cancer for the past 10 years last week got a report from the doctor that says he's cancer free. Amen. We sing the song in the church that I see cancers disappear. It's not by coincidence. We sing songs of, of, we say, there's nothing that is incurable. And this is not only about physical ailments. That situation that you think cannot be repaired, cannot be fixed. God is saying, I want to step in. I want to fix it. I want to change it. That, that, that challenge in your life that says, it's not going to leave me. This is something our family dealt with and we're going to deal with as well. But God is saying, I'm going to change it.
Come on. Amen. That means I'm saying to you that even in the natural order of things, some of the chronic ailments that you are dealing with, God can reverse it. Am I speaking to the church today? God can reverse it. That business that is, you, you're okay, you're going from month to month, but God is saying, I want to begin to let it begin to get to the place where you've got no more concerns and no more worries. Amen. Where God can begin to make it a thriving business again. Amen. God can do it. On your job where it feels like everything else, they're downsizing, but God can promote you. That they'll create a room for promotion for you. Amen. That I declare today that the enemy, the, we sang the song that, that comes from Psalm chapter 27. When, the, when my enemies and my foes came against me, they stumbled and they fell. Come on. Come on. How many of you want to see your enemies stumble and fall? Amen. That means as they're coming towards you, then all of a sudden... Amen. And they do not know why they're tripping because there's nothing in front of them, but they're tripping. Amen. That how many of you know that God can put a confusion in the mind of your enemy? That the enemy was coming against you and, they, and you thought that they're going to defeat you, but all of a sudden they get confused. Like the Syrians at the four lepers that are walking and the shuffling of their feet sounded like an army in their ears. I'm here to say to you, God's confounding your enemy. The people that have been speaking against you, people that have been doing things against you, God is confounding the enemy. It's like a shuffling. They hear an army. But there's four men that are just looking for the next meal. But God is saying they're going to hear an army that is going to be confounding them. Amen. We, we, we rejoice over, over Zulfi that is in the house. That just in, in, in late December had a, had a bypass surgery. Aja, bypass surgery. But within one month of coming out of surgery, was back at work. Amen. That's God. Come on. Come on. I see God showing up in the lives of people. If you, if you need evidence, there's evidence around you. There's evidence around you of how God has shown up. There's evidence in your home that God can show up. I, I, we, 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 we trust in God for Kuben that, that, that everything will be well. That God will begin to correct your spine. And everything will begin to come into order. Amen. We believe in God. Come on. As a church, we believe in God that things are going to begin to come into that place. Why do I share this with you? The Bible says that when we have faith and will believe, all things are possible. All things are possible. God's restoring. God's restoring. God's restoring. Hallelujah. Sacred. During COVID, you lost everything. And God is rebuilding. God is giving him an opportunity. You're over 60 right now. But now they start, it's like you're starting again. God's doing it. Come on. Some of your opportunities are coming your way. 
when 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 it seems like there's nothing else this is the time where you have to strike while the iron is hot when god is, when god creates opportunities is for you to seize it amen we excited we excited in the house that god is doing it father we bless you father we bless you father we glorify your name father we honor you for you are worthy to be praised so father this morning over the lives of your people if you in this place and you're saying god just minister to me today whether it's a financial need whether it's a whether it's a physical need won't you just stand where you are you may be even standing proxy for a loved one and saying god heal we bless you Father, we bring Dominic before you. We bring Evan and Emma to you, Lord, that you're going to touch and heal them. In the name of Jesus, I bring your sons and your daughters to you today. You are meeting them at the point of their need. And today we understand that heaven is not short of oil. that means there's a super abundant supply of heaven's resources for the lives of your sons and daughters so if it be healing heal if it be deliverance deliver if it means restoration restore your sons and daughters into that place where they would encounter you father if there is a breakthrough that they need show up lord Father I pray create opportunities create opportunities for employment create opportunities for promotion create permanent jobs right now in the name of Jesus for your sons and your daughters create permanent jobs right now in the name of Jesus as they stand in faith father for those that are trusting you for a financial release right now i declare supernatural uncommon favor in the name of jesus supernatural debt cancellation in the name of jesus elamande leke labasatai lemende reke in the name of jesus they are no longer going to be frustrated in the name of jesus you are moving on their behalf those trusting you for healing lord heal you said you sent forth your word and you healed all of their sins i pray today the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly So in the name of Jesus we speak abundant life. We speak in divine favor in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Our Sunday school may leave. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. 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 I think they thought I forgot about them. Amen. Amen.
I'm just going to, uh, and this is a little bit spontaneous. I want to speak this morning on stewardship. And, uh, and I'm going to get there this morning. But I want to give an opportunity to uh, Lorenzo, don't go far, amen, to Lorenzo and then Pastor Maggie. And this is, the, I'd never asked them to prepare, but I want them to share a little bit of the encounter that we had on Wednesday night at, uh, uh, at, our, at our Wednesday night Bible study and what they feel that the Lord has been speaking to them. Because I think it's very important that we don't just go through a program, but we understand what God is doing and why God. Because I said to you, whenever God shows up, there's a reason that he shows up. Amen? Amen. Pastor Maggie. Amen. I greet you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. And um, You know, I believe that uh, God is saying to us that there's breakthrough in our worship and our praise. Uh, you know, we, we are a church that worships and just worship with all of our hearts. And God is saying that is where the breakthrough is going to come. Uh, on Wednesday, we were just worshiping and praising God, and I had this and I didn't even say anything to Pastor, but uh, he called me up this morning. But I had this uh, vision of Paul and Silas in the prison. And God was saying he's putting that spirit of worship that was on Paul and Silas upon us in this house. That no matter what we go through, no matter how the circumstance may seem or what it may be, but when we are in the house of God and when we release ourselves in worship, and in praise, that chains are going to be broken. Walls will come crashing down. That as we start to worship God, that the key is in our worship. And not only when we're in the house, but whenever we are, wherever we are, and we are going through any kind of circumstance, anything that we're going through, it's our worship that's going to bring breakthrough. I was standing here on Wednesday, and I was looking at the worship team, and I said, Lord, there are so many young people that are in that worship team, in our team. Whenever any visiting speakers or people come into this house, they always say there's something about the worship. And I believe that they also get their breakthrough, no matter how great a speaker they are, no matter which church they come from, how big their churches are. But when they stand in this place, God does something. So when you come into the house of the Lord... It's not about us. It's not about the burdens and the things that we carry because all of us go through certain things. But when we come before God, it's all about Him. And when we stand in His presence and we're not worried about who's there because who's standing next to us, what they're going to say or what their response is going to be to, it's between me and God. And when I stand before God and I'm, and I'm lifting up my hands and I'm worshiping God, I'm not worried about who's going to say what about me. Because God knows me. And my breakthrough comes in the worship. He says, if you, if you lift me up, I will draw all men unto me. That's a key for Potter's house. When we come before God and when we lift him up, he will draw us to him. So I just want you to know that it's the Paul and Silas worship anointing that's in this house. Because irrespective of their circumstance, there was breakthrough for them. Amen. Uh, so greetings in the name of Jesus, amen. 
I think this morning was just confirmation again that, you know, we always thought that there's a freedom on a Wednesday service. But I believe, and this is confirmation to this morning and on Wednesday, that God is with us at all times. Amen? For us as a ministry, I believe it's not about the number, but it's about the number that's coming in and with the attitude that we're coming into the house of God. Because when we're coming in with expectation, we will receive all that God has promised us, all that he is confirming for us, all that he has mandated for us. God is calling us to a higher level in our praise and our worship. It's a confirmation of what Pastor Maggie said. I mean, uh, on Wednesday, uh, we have our songs and, you know, we all, uh, it's, it's a list and it's in order. But I've always told the team that we allow the Holy Spirit just to move, just to move and allow us just to engage with God. And I believe that as we have continued to do that, God just takes control. I mean, we speak healing. We spoke restoration. We spoke deliverance on Wednesday. And I believe that whoever came for prayer, or even if you were standing there at your seat, you received your miracle, you received your breakthrough, because that was your very moment. Amen. It wasn't about anything. It was about that God was here. Amen. The spirit was moving. You know, as we were in worship, you know, and I just saw this. Uh, we sing the song, Your Goodness is Running After Me. But I was saying, Lord, the healing is running after your people. The deliverance is running after your people. Prosperity is chasing after your people. And you know what we got to do? We got to say, Lord, I'm receiving it. I'm receiving it, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. I'm expecting, Lord. Because when we walk in, we can't just walk in with no expectation. With no communication. We're saying, Lord... Here I am. Have your way. So God is doing great things for us. We just got to jump in. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. We just got to. Pastor always said, sometimes, you know, uh, when you go to the beach, we, we ride here by our ankles. And some of us, you know, when we go further in, we by our knees. But I'm telling you, Potter's house, it's time to jump in. Yeah. It's time to take that stroke. It's time to swim into just the presence of God because he's doing it. Amen? Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Amen. I, I, the reason I want you to understand this is that we cannot try to explain and capture everything that God is saying. But when God moves, there is a word that is released over the lives of people that changes them. Amen. And so this is important. Amen. Let's just bow our heads together. I, I, I forgot. I wanted to pray for Auntie Baby as well. Uh, she's been through much, and in recent weeks, she's been weaker, and we're just trusting God for just her strength to be restored and God to just touch her. Father, we thank you for our dear mother, Auntie Baby. We pray a blessing over her right now. We believe that you're the God that heals. And there is nothing too hard for you. And so right now, over our dear mother, heal her completely. Touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. You know she loves you and she loves the things of God. Now we speak a word of God over her life that you would strengthen her physical body, strengthen her mind, strengthen her body in Jesus' name that she would experience the healing power of God. 
Father, we also bring our country before you. And we know, O oh God, of all of the talks of the protests and everything that is planned for tomorrow. And Lord, I believe that you are showing up in a God that protects. You are Jehovah Seboe, the Lord of hosts. And so, O oh God, like when you, like with Elijah, that you said, O oh God, and you caused the, uh, his, his, his servant to see that greater are those that are for us than those that are against us. And so today we speak, O oh God, that there would be confusion in the camp, Lord, of the enemy. That nothing will be destructive, nothing, will, no property, no life will be destroyed. Father, we trusting you for your protection over your people, our country, our, uh, oh God, our, the economy and, and businesses. And uh, oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus, private dwellings, just the protection. People will not be moved by fear. We believe in you that you are going to intervene divinely. In the mighty name of Jesus, we know that you love us. I know you have a great plan for South Africa. This is our country, Lord. This is your country. Now I pray that the will of God concerning this nation will be accomplished. That the body of Christ and the kingdom of God will be established even in this generation. This, this country and the, the prophetic plan for South Africa will begin to come to fruition in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen, 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 amen. I want, I want you, if you got your Bibles, go with me to Matthew chapter 21. And I'm going to just leave with you a few seed thoughts this morning on stewardship. And when we, when, and I started off on the topic on stewardship, that means often when we talk about being a good steward, people mostly relate it only to money. All right? And that is true. We should be good stewards of whatever financial resource comes into our hands. Amen? That means we need to understand, like any good, uh, like, like anyone that has been entrusted with anything valuable, is you got to determine what is seed. Amen. Seed that will be sown for the next harvest. What is bread for you to eat, and 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 what is your tithe, right? What is an offering that is in it? So we got to manage our resources. Amen. Now one of the challenges is that. It's not that we sometimes and sometimes earn too less money. It's that we lack the ability to steward what God places in our hands. Amen? And the Bible says when you're faithful over little, God will place you over much. The question is sometimes why we are not given the much. The question in reverse must be asked. Am I faithful over little? Right? And so this is an accountability for all of us, whether it is in business, whether it is in our personal finances, it is learning how to be good stewards of what God has given to us. Amen? And remember, we are not owners. We are stewards. That means managers. Amen? How many of you know, and we've heard this said many times, you can't take it with you. 
That means when you go, you can't take nothing with you. Isn't Even that insurance policy that you pay for life. I do not know why they call it a life policy. Because it only pays out on death. Isn't And you don't get to enjoy it. Isn't Everyone else is smiling. They cry for a moment. But by the time they, before they even, you're cold, you're not even in the ground, you know, you know, they come back home to check what, say, what did he leave? Is it? Amen. Amen. But be good stewards. I mean, that means a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Amen. That means it's, it's, it's good for you to leave something. Amen. Amen. Some of you are saying, no, Pastor, I'm going to eat everything. <laughs> you know, they can suffer. <laughs> Amen. But I pray that you would be able to, that God will grace you in such a way that you'll be able to leave something that your children and your grandchildren can remember you. Amen. And maybe they'll say, for you, Gerald, you know, to put a number plate. <laughs> you know, somewhere down the line. Amen. I said to them, please don't do that. Amen. I said, just put a big picture of me on the windscreen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, but we're all good stewards. Be good stewards of everything. I'm joking. But, but be good stewards of everything that God places in your hand. And I, I, I want you to understand the resource that you have in your hand is more than enough. May God begin to multiply the resources in your hand that you will come out of. This is my, my greatest prayer is that God will bring us out of debt. God will restore us in such a way that you will not be living from hand to mouth. Amen? That there will be... That means, you know, sometimes you, you got more month than money. Amen? So now may you have more money than month. Amen? That means you have something to carry over into next month and the next month. That you should also, all of us should be able to have a portion of whatever income comes into our hand that we save. Amen? We should be able to save at least 15 to 20%. Amen? Amen? And if you're not doing it at the moment, trust God that it'll come. Amen? Everything will begin to come. So stewardship is a very important part. But there is another level of stewardship that also talk about stewardship of our life. That means stewardship of our time, stewardship of our resources, stewardship of, of, of how we manage our life, of our lives. That means are we living healthy, good lives? we got to learn how to become stewards of this life, stewards of your body. That means we have to understand how are we taking care of this body. Amen? Become good stewards of it. Amen? Good stewards of your time. You know, uh, everyone says we don't have enough time. But sometimes if you go back and you look at what we're spending our time on, some of us are wasting it. Amen? Understand when the enemy comes, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Not only money, but every other thing in our lives. Amen? It's good to, so we've got to ask God, help us to be, become better stewards. Amen? Let's go and read this parable. There's a parable of the tenants. Amen? 
And this is a nice uh, word where if you ever have, or if you are a tenant, how to begin to handle the things. Okay? In verses 33, it says, chapter 21 of Matthew, verses 33, it says, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and he put a wall around it and he dug a, a wine press in it and he built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. And when the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, they killed one, and stoned the third. And then he sent other servants to them more than the first time. And the tenants treated them the same way. That means they beat, beat some of them, killed some of them, and stoned some of them. Last of all, he sent his son to them, thinking that they would respect his son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and they threw him out of the vineyard and they killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Verse 41, he will bring those wretches to a wretched end. They replied, he will rent the vineyard to other tenants and he will give him who will give him a share of his crop at harvest time. Jesus said, have you read the scriptures? The stone which the builders have rejected have become the chief cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on, on the stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom the stone falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard these parables, they knew that he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but were afraid because of the crowd that were following Jesus and because the crowd believed that he was a prophet. Amen. This is sometimes a strange phenomenon. The strange phenomenon is that the owner owns the field. He plants the field, plants the crops, builds the infrastructure, builds a wall around it so that no one can come in, builds a tower so that they can watch over everything that the land covers. But he gives, he rents it out to some tenants. Now, all of us, uh, I do not know whether any one of you have ever dealt with tenants in your life. And, and sometimes uh, it can be a challenge, right? But here we see he rented it out to the tenants and he asked, the, he asked them, you know, you can take care of it. Everything he's done is already provided. Or at harvest time, he sends his servants to collect his portion. 
Amen. Now this is the challenge. When his servants come to collect the portion, the tenants believe they are the owners. So what happens? They kill the servants that were sent. He does it the second time. They kill those servants. The third time he sends his own son. They kill him too. Thinking that they, look at the thinking over there. They said if we kill him, the heir, then there's no heir to this thing and we can take it for our own selves. This is the challenge is that how are we stewarding what God places in our hand? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. All that is in the earth, all belongs to him. The earth is the, and the fullness thereof. All that dwelling it, all belong to him. So every one of us that are on the earth belong to the Lord. All that we have belongs to the Lord. All we are are stewards of what God has placed. God has given us a length of days a number of days that we would live on the earth. God places resources in our lives based on our faith and our walk with him and our trusting him. How many of you have said it, and I've said this several times, that when God, when we, when God opens a door of employment, we say the Lord has done it, isn't it? So if we, if, if we understand the Bible says it like this, promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west. Promotion comes from the Lord. The Bible says it, it is God that opens the door for our lives. So when opportunities come for your life, don't think it is an opportunity you have created. You cannot will it into place. You cannot establish it. So how many of us know that sometimes we have gone into jobs that we never qualified for? Your skill yeah, our academic qualifications, all of those things prepare us for a job but doesn't guarantee us a job. It is the Lord. The, the Bible says the gift of a man will place him before kings and God will make room for him. So it is God that makes room for you. It's God that promotes you. It's God that elevates you. It's God that entrusts things into your life. And it is for you to begin to understand, Lord, how am I stewarding what God has given me? It's a painful thing if we can come before God and say to him, what you've given us has made my life worse. That means if God gives you success and the success is taking you away from God, that's a problem. Then that means you're not a steward. You are not being... You are not controlling or stewarding what God has given you. The things are stewarding you. That means nothing should control you. You are given, the Bible says God has given us authority and dominion over all things. So as, as stewards of the word and of the resources and of the life and of the family that God has given you, you need to be a steward of it. Be a steward of your marriage. Be a steward of your family. That means your family needs to be led. 
That's a steward. A steward means that I hear from God and I do what is necessary for my family. I do not know when last have you waited upon God for direction for your family. When, when last have you come before your family and says, I believe this is what the Lord wants for our lives. That's a steward. That means a steward is not saying, I'm just going to do whatever, I'm going to wing it. And if it works, it works. You heard the, the, where, you know, the, the colloquial when people say, I'm going to wing it. What they basically mean is that I'm going to do whatever I can, and if it works, it works. If it don't work, it don't work. It's okay. Right? We're not, we're not people of chance. God has been deliberate and intentional about our lives. God's got a direction for your life. So trust him for direction for your life. Amen? Some of you are going to come into great favor of God. You're going to experience immense success in your life. But learn how to steward right now. I was talking to the men yesterday, and, and when we were talking, I said, as, as the ministry grows, God needs to raise many pillars in the house. Have you ever seen any house held up by one pillar? The pastor can't be the only pillar that's holding up the house. There are multiple pillars that are in this house that God is establishing you. And sometimes don't look at your journey. Your journey is not a reflection of what God wants to do through your life. All you've got to do is say, God, you have made me a pillar. I'm going to steward what you have asked me to do. That means some of you are going to steward people. That means you're going to lead people. You're going to be responsible for, for people. Some of you are going to steward other elements of the ministry. We have a responsibility to steward this ministry into it being able to do all that God has called us to do. That means we're not here just to maintain what we have. Stewarding, remember when, 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 when the parable, and this links up with the parable of the talents. The owner gives talents. He gives five and he gives uh, three and he gives one. Right? But when he gives the talents, when he comes back, the, the one that had five gets five more. The one that has three gets three more. The one that had one buried it. And he took the one. He, he took the one from the one that buried it and he says, don't you think that when I came you should have even put it in the bank and got some interest? And what was he saying? When God comes back, he wants you to be fruitful. One of the things here in this whole parable is that the owner was not worried about how they took care of the building. The owner was worried about how they managed the fruit that the ground produced. And he said, Jesus says this in John, he says that you may bear fruit and have fruit that remains. That means it was only at harvest time that the owner sent for the harvest. He didn't ask for the whole of the harvest. Look at it. He says he asked for a portion of what belonged to him. I'm asking you is that God has entrusted much into your life. All God asks is for the portion that belongs to him. He's not asking for 
his land. He's not asking for, for his houses back. He's not asking for anything. And the reality is that if you are not going to steward it, it will be given to another. Mordecai, in speaking to Esther, he says to Esther, if you will not be faithful, or if you wouldn't speak in this hour, the deliverance for Israel will come from another. If you won't steward what God has placed in your life, God says there are always another person that I will raise up. Now the important part is that I do not want somebody else to benefit what God has ordained for me. I do not know about you. Are you able to say, all God, all that you have ordained for my life, I will be a faithful steward of. Amen? And if you understand it, you're not the owner. You are a steward. And when you're a steward, that means when you, when you are someone that is a manager of something, you take care of it as if it is your own. The Bible also gives another parable. He says it like this. He says, if you are faithful in another man's field, God will give you your own. What does it mean? It means that if you are employed by somebody, be the best employee. The reason why some of us don't migrate from being an employee to owning is because we are not good stewards. Amen? Now this is the part, I want you to understand this. How are you stewarding your life? How are you stewarding your spiritual life? How are you stewarding the opportunities that is there for the young people that are here today? Life is not only about fun. It's about deliberate. That means there is a future that is coming. And the seeds that you sow today will determine the future that is coming. So it's not about being popular. I've never seen all popular people successful. Have you ever seen some people that the only popularity they enjoyed was in school? They were the captain of this team. They were the captain of that sport. They were the, the queen. I don't know, queen of what? King of what? But later on, when you look at their lives, what have they produced? Nothing. I was looking at the, the guy that owns the engine on the top by Melbourne. That fellow went past the school. He was schooling with the sheriff. Hardly went to school. But he's got a successful business today. So some of the guys that were top of the class, they, they're nowhere. Come on. It's not necessarily about how bright you are. It's about how you stewarded the resources that came and the opportunities that come your way. And so we got to learn some things. How do we steward what God gives us? And when you are faithful stewards of what God gives you, you will have no lack. That means you're not proud of it. But I'm saying, God, I will be faithful over what you have given me. I'm here to say to you today, if you'll be faithful over little, God will place you over much. As this house if I can tell you miracle after miracle, that means we're, we're, from the time that we started, from the time that we were in the school, whatever classroom we had at the school, we made sure we took care of that classroom. 
we, we cleaned it, we carpeted it, we put curtains on it, we cleaned the garden outside the, the classroom, all the way to come into the church. We made sure that everything was, was taken care of. When we came into this property, we came in, I think there was, must be about 35 of us with children and everybody, we came into this building. When we came into this building to how you see it today, very different. When we came in, there was no open parking. We started tying. We, 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 we put up the awnings. This, all of those things were done before we bought the building. When the owner came to look at his building, he saw that his building was better than how he gave it to us. And then he came to me and he says, how can I help you to buy it? Hey, if you're a good steward, faithful over another man's, God will give you your own. I'm saying to you, do that. As you, if you're a tenant, if you're renting, and you're trusting God for your own home, be faithful. That means fix the light bulb, clean the yard, make sure everything, take care of it. Let it be better. The, the person comes over there and says, hey, this thing looks better than when I even had it. Isn't when when you get to drive somebody else's car, don't drive it like it's stolen. <laughs> that means take care of it. God will give you your own. Amen. When God is blessing somebody else, be excited for them. Don't be envious. Isn't? Oh, you're a nice house, huh? No, no. You say, Lord. Thank the Lord for what he has blessed you with. The blessings of the Lord. When, they, when they're driving a nice vehicle, just say, hey, Lord, thank God. If God did it for you, bless the Lord. He's going to do it for me also. Amen. I'm not saying it that I want the blessing, but I'm saying it because I'm genuinely excited for what God has done in my brother. I get excited over everybody that, that succeeds. Whether you get employed, whether you get a job, whether you get a car, whether you get something... Even if you put a new hairdo, just because I don't have hair, I'm not going to be jealous. <laughs> Amen? I'm saying steward your life. Choices, people you allow in your life, thing, people you associate with, steward it. You only got one life to live. Live it well. Live it so that you can be remembered for good things. Amen? I'm saying today, be a good steward of everything God has given you. And when you're a good steward, you will see the blessings of the Lord over your life. Let's just bow our heads together. The account was when the evil tenants killed, the servants killed the son. The owner of the field, when he came to deal with them, removed them. Removed them from the land. May you never be removed from the place that God has chosen to bless you. I pray today, in the words of Mordecai to Esther, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther could have been comfortable in the palace and, and forgot about the people of Israel. 
but she understood that her breakthroughs was connected to the nation of Israel. So Father, I bring your sons and daughters before you. Whatever the resource, whatever the life, whatever you place in their hands, over their spiritual lives, over their lives in their homes and families, over their lives in the community, over their lives even in the body of Christ, in their lives in their workplace and business. Help them to be good stewards, faithful stewards. Father, may it be said of each one of us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy that has been prepared for you. Father, I pray today in the mighty name of Jesus that it will be said of each one of your sons and daughters that are here today, well done. That is the only accolade that is worth being mentioned. That is the only accolade that best sums up our lives. Well done. We've been faithful over little. God, you place us over much. I speak promotion. I speak elevation. I speak breakthroughs. I speak multiplication over the lives of your sons and daughters. I pray today that they would see, know, and experience the blessings of the Lord over their life. This we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen and Amen, Amen, Amen.